You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Okay, we are here live at the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles amidst a coronavirus outbreak. Can you believe that, Tommy? I've made Tommy wear a full bodysuit just like the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Isn't that right, Tommy? Yeah, you look good. I, I like Tommy. I have to say, it's an improvement with the zipper mouth. I like the zipper mouth. Oh, wait, let me unzip. Oh, oh, it's hard, hard to breathe in here, but, you know, you got to play it, was, it safe. It was either that or the gag ball. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this, I have Googled the city, the fair city of Los Angeles, City of Angels. Do you know the first three stories that come up? Probably coronavirus. Number one story, coronavirus cases in L.A. County rise to 11. Here's what you need to know. You know the second story? What? Mystery photos found at accused serial killer's home. Oh, God. And the third? Hamilton Tour announces hashtag ham for ham lottery for Los Angeles performances. Wait, this is just typing in the words Los Angeles? This is Los Angeles. And those are the three most Los Angeles things that could possibly be. This is an be. indictment of the city. <laughs> An active serial killer we have no idea about and a pandemic. <laughs> and fucking musical theater. <laughs> and fucking musical theater. That's pretty much the L.A. triumvirate. Nailed right it. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to die from a pandemic. I'm surprised it's not gonorrhea. That's the usual L.A. pandemic. Or are you going to die in a murder? Or are you going to go see musical theater? That sounds about the West Hollywood experience right there. <laughs> is the musical theater worth it? <laughs> yes, yes. And, of course, coronavirus is breaking out all over the world. This headline from the Toronto Star, the Gretzky, quote-unquote, Gretzky of viruses. Great. Exactly. That means that the coronavirus in its NFL career, NHL career, has 894 goals. <laughs> Can you believe that? I guess a goal in this case would be a death. That's that's quite an accomplishment. That very macabre of you. Very macabre. Very hey, macabre. It is what it is. Very but is this how Canadians look at the world for everything? <laughs> is something always the Gretzky of something? <laughs> like is the Zodiac killer the Gretzky of serial killers? Yeah, I guess you know? so. Right? Is that famine caused by Mao Zedong? That is Gretzky caused- American? No, he's Canadian okay. from Edmonton. All right. He did play sense. in Indianapolis, though, in his amateur. Is that famine that Mao Zedong started, Tommy? A famine! Killed 22 million people. Huh? The Gretzky Is that the Gretzky of famines? You know? Mm-hmm. They had a restaurant in L.A. It was called Mao's Kitchen. <laughs> it's like, how can you name a restaurant Mao's Kitchen? That's pretty funny. That's like naming a place like Trump's Tasty Tacos or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a famine, people. It was the Gretzky. The Gretzky of famines. <laughs> all starvation dishes it's all starvation dishes it's all starvation it is affecting <laughs> boiled rats boiled rats boiled bats it's expecting it's it help me with the word it's affecting <laughs> the sports world all over tommy all over can you believe this in the second half of the game my indiana pacers against the milwaukee milwaukee bucks yesterday we go down in halftime by two points you know how much mm. we lose by how much we lose 100 to 119 and you're blaming the coronavirus? Uh, according to Pacers Reddit, yes. Pacers cancel second half of game versus Bucks due to coronavirus fears. Which, and you were losing? Yeah. We oh, lost shit. We lost by 30 points. You know? Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that, Tommy? That's probably the biggest issue globally. It is the biggest <laughs> issue. Caused by the thing. Yes. I don't like when the Pacers lose. So I like to blame, you know, various SARS, Ebola, <laughs> coronavirus, Zika. <laughs> Zika. Just, well, we have some very small-headed players. Some very small-headed <laughs> players. You Their know? heads were bigger if you look at old photos of them. <laughs> they were. They were. But Carl Malone, he had reverse Zika. 
you know, his head got bigger. But I think that's I think called that's alcoholism. I think that's called HGH. Actually, oh, okay, okay. That's the opposite of coronavirus. Is, yeah, yeah. Is HGH pretty much? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I'll take it if I don't get it. You'll take whatever you can get, Tommy. Can't you? <laughs> uh, so very interesting times in the NBA, Tommy. It's getting to the nitty gritty, as we call it. the gritty of the nitty. What is gritty and why is it nitty? I don't know. But we are at the nitty gritty. There's less than 20 games left in this season, Tommy. And this is how I think, you know, it should be evaluated at this point is how good you are versus other teams over 500. I think that is a good stat to look at to see if teams are really real, you know. So if you look at the East, let's see who has the best records against teams over 500. You have six teams in the East that are going to finish over 500. That's Philly from the bottom of the top. Philly, Indiana, Miami, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee. 500 and above. Milwaukee, 16 and 8. Toronto, 10 and 14. Boston, 14 and 11. Miami, 14 and 11. Uh, the Pacers, 12 and 14. And Philly, 13 and 18. Of course, Indiana having to deal with no Oladipo. So let me give a little hometown conditioning over there. Um, but yeah, obviously... Who do you think is going to do well in the playoffs here? Then I would think it's probably you know, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Boston, and uh, and Miami. Let's see if that bears out. Let's see if Sean's – give me a Sean prediction music. If Sean's predictions ring out, okay? And in the West, who's over 500? This may be a little surprising, okay? So really, there's there's seven teams in the West that can actually play the game of basketball. You know the game of basketball, Tommy? I'm familiar. You pass it around. You know the, the game? You know yeah, the game? Yeah, sure. Okay, Tommy knows the game. Backboard. That, Backboard. That game? Exactly. Yeah. Cheerleader. You know? Yeah, you know, four points, five points. Exactly. Teen Wolf. Yeah, sure. The new Ben Affleck movie. God, that looks boring. I'd get bit by a wolf if I could dunk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think Batman can dunk? I don't know. No technology? I bet he can. Batman can dunk. Yeah? No technology. Batman can dunk. <laughs> Sean's Batman can oh, dunk. Oh, Sean. My Batman can dunk. <laughs> Batman can dunk for sure. But I would totally, like, get bitten by a spider. You get Spider-Man superpowers? Spider-Man, bro? definitely the most appealing. Dude, I would powers. be microwaving spiders like crazy. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. I think that's how it works, right? right. You microwave a spider, radioactive. Spider. You get bit by the spider. If it doesn't blow up in the microwave. All of a sudden, you're getting upside down BJs from Mary Jane, right? Wow. No? Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Except Do you know who talks about that, Tommy? <laughs> I talk about that, Tommy. Yeah, and that's why you come to the show, folks. That's why you come to the show, folks. That's why you come to the show, okay? But the Los Angeles Lakers may not have Spider-Man. But they do have LeBron James. The okay? next best thing. The next best thing. Yeah, so it's basically, uh, here's what's happening in the West, okay? Basically, the eighth seed going after the shit. And seven teams with a shot. From the seven up, you have Dallas, Oklahoma City, Utah, Houston, Denver, and then the two L.A. teams. The Clippers have actually moved up to second, which is amazing. Do you and, really uh, think anybody Lakers. could win? Do I think any team can win the you NBA championship? Have a shot, yeah. I think there is one team that will win the NBA championship. All right. Okay. A single team. Okay. Unless Meteor hits. You know what I mean? Sure. But the 500 above records are uh, Lakers and Clippers are both 18 and 11. Denver 16 11. Houston 17 11. And then that's where shit kind of bottoms out. You have Utah at 12 and 15. Uh, the Thunder 9 and 18. And Dallas 10 and 16. And that's your seven seed. So really. What you're looking at is like uh, four teams with a shot there. The two 18 and 11 teams in L.A., Denver 16 and 11, and Houston, which is very surprising. Very surprised by Houston. 
to have such a good record, and also they are up to fourth in the West. Do you know why that is, Tommy? Why? Because they have started a new revolution of small ball basketball where they play without a center. Can you believe that? Mm. They play without a center? Yeah. P.J. Tucker, their center is 6'5". Robert Cummington, who they play at power forward, sometimes at center, 6'8". You know, and actually, we have an exclusive interview uh, with the Rockets' front line right now. <laughs> yeah, the Rockets' front line. Can you believe that? <laughs> six five, six eight. PJ Tucker, Robert Covington. Beautiful voices on those Munchkins, though. Wow. You know? And D'Antoni is the coach of the month for February. I just find that so amazing. 17 and 11. With starting a guy 6'5 at center. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Not like those munchkins. My God, those munchkins are terrifying. You love some small ball. I love some small ball. I also have small balls. But I also <laughs> I have a little small galab jumpments. I'm not afraid to say that. But also those munchkins are terrifying looking because they're obviously men, but they've shaved their heads and made them look like children. And there's nothing more afraid than adults trying to look like children. Yeah. That is other creepy. than actual children. I got to tell you, I've never been like self-conscious about ball size. Yeah. But now you're talking about it. I'm like, that's something we don't talk about in America. Oh, dude, I have little, little tiny galab jumpments. Everybody talks about dong size. Yeah. And I was worried. Well, I don't I think mean, you want a big ball. I don't, I don't think you want a big ball. You don't hear about it. What I do think, women I like? Think, I think you want a nice svelte ball. A svelte ball. I think you want a you svelte know? ball. Shapely, a, big ball, a nice shape. A big ball, they're just hanging around all over the place. You can't sit down. You can't cross your legs. You know, they get in the way. That's true. Because Small a ball, balls are nice. A ball is a weakness. A dick is a weapon, but a ball is a weakness. Exactly, my wow. friend. Exactly. We're not talking a sword-shield scenario here. It's Mm-mm. not a sword-shield scenario. <laughs> it is most It is not, not a sword-shield scenario. There's less ball to kick. You're right. Less ball right. to kick. The dick is the weapon, and the balls are just the pain center. Wow. Yeah. I think we figured some shit out here today. That was beautiful. That should be like a PBS segment. <laughs> it's not a short. Listen, kids, it's not a sword shield scenario down yeah. there. I mean, uh, more people need to talk about this. It needs to be informed. Uh, I think PBS is perfect place for it, to be honest with you. Perfect place. No? It all started with basketball. It all started with basketball. Small ball basketball. See why sports are important? Sports are important. Mm-hmm. Of course sports are important. Mm-hmm. You know? But I love what the Rockets it's like it's like you're taking something that you know should work, but you, you shouldn't take it all the way, and they're taking it all the fucking way. You wow. know what I mean? To not start a center. And I, I applaud that. You know? Seventeen and eleven, Tommy. Seventeen and eleven. I think the Houston Rockets are gonna make some noise. Who I do not think is gonna make noise. Who's gonna make no noise, Tommy? I don't I don't know. <laughs> The 76ers. <laughs> I think the mo- mo- most overrated team. They're so overrated. I think you've you got a little personal thing against them. Too, I have <laughs> a very, very personal thing against the 76ers. Everyone just hops on their little small uh, glob jumping balls <laughs> and they just think they're going to be great. And I don't know why. They have like seven guys over seven feet and no guards, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't see this team. You know, we even had our best player, the Pacers. And we're, to be fair, tied with them, you know? But what yeah. is what is what is Joel Embiid famous for? I don't know, choking? Be, being tall? Being tall. Being tall is more of a correct answer. Fucking that was, that was closer. That was closer. He's also known for trusting the process. Remember trust the process? Yes, yes. Trust the process. And that became the uh, 
became a Jeopardy question the other day. Joel Embiid was a Jeopardy question, which I always love to see. Yeah. I love when there's commoner questions in Jeopardy. You love a question because, you because, know. <laughs> because we all know that question. And right. it's always the one question the smart people never know. That's so interesting. Yeah. You could ask them like. The smart people are fucking stupid sometimes. The smart people are stupid. Yeah, I'd love to see that. You ask who discovered baronium and they'll be like, oh, it was Obviously. Marie Curie or, or something. And then you ask them like, uh, who sang the 1991 hit Straight Up Don't Tell Me? No idea. Obviously, it's Paul Abdul. We all know that. <laughs> a fucking idiot would know that. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Is it just a, a hit, hit and run. run? But apparently, Henry Cho, fucking sitting chair at fucking Stanford, has no fucking idea. <laughs> it's fun to watch people <laughs> that are way, way smarter than you get torn yeah. down by the most basic shit. But there's like 15 smart people, like basically keeping the world running, and we have no idea who they are. Right. Like, who's the guy running the electricity? <laughs> the electricity. Do you know how electricity works, Tommy? Who's in charge of the electricity? Who's running here? the water? <laughs> I have no idea. If I it's Mike Pence, we're fucked. You know what I mean? No, Pence is in charge of coronavirus. Which is then why the I water feel... is going to end up with coronavirus. Oh, you know, God. like who's running the electricity? Do you know who runs electricity? Do you know I how? Thought to it was run? Thomas Edison. Do you know how to run? Uh, electricity? He was just kind of like okay, okay. Everyone goes. You wake up tomorrow. How do you run the electricity? Plug it in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You have no idea. There's 15 you put, you smart hit the people. You switch, right? And we have no idea. Those, you turn it on. Yeah, those 15 people should be running the world. Right. Okay. Yeah, but they suck at Jeopardy questions. If they like, ran for president, I might vote for them. <laughs> but they suck at Jeopardy questions like this. Yeah, you might know him from running the electricity. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. And they suck. And they ba they're bad. At questions <laughs> like this. In 2019 won the trademark for this nickname of his that also describes the 76ers' strategy of improving the team. Paul, what is do a 180? Nope. Oh, my God. Oh, Paul. Paul, 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 Paul. Trust the pro One more time for Paul, everybody. He's like, I know a basketball term. The 76ers' strategy of improving the team. Paul, what is do a 180? Nope. Yeah. Margaret and then they called Paul gay in gym class. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Paul, do a 180. Yeah, but what I love about this. Do a kickflip, Paul. <laughs> Paul, land the ollie. Oh, man. Paulie. Paulie. What are you doing there, Paulie? Going to call him Tony Hawk for the rest of his stick life. <laughs> yeah, stick to the periodic table of elements, Tony Hawk. Seriously. Not so good at the basketball terms. But he rung in right away. Did you see the confidence? Oh, big time. That was the man with confidence. A man with confidence who should clearly have none. Mm. You know? Like a dude with a Fu Manchu. I relate. You do relate. But you know what I like? You know what Embiid did after that? Which to me was a good move. What? He changed his uh, Instagram handle to Joel do a 180 Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was kind of like uh, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg changed her name to Sharon. After that lady didn't know her uh, as the <laughs> answer on that quiz show. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, this one. 2019 book entitled No One Is Too Small To Make A Difference is a collection of speeches made by a Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. That's so, it's the best. I don't know the answer to this quiz. A Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. <laughs> I wish she had gotten it, but <laughs> like had it was that actually, expression had no on idea. her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a complete bewilderment. Oh, Greta. Complete bewilderment. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Panzer tax uh, passing the Maginot Line if you were a French commander. <laughs> Complete bewilderment. Sure. Complete bewilderment. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you know about the Maginot Line, Tommy? Uh, I know that they dug a big old trench and that warfare That's evolved. World War One. Completely the wrong war. This is what happened, my friends, uh, my listeners. Okay. If you are not a, stu- a student of history, you will become a victim of it. No, that was trench warfare. Maginot Line was a series of fortified defenses along the German defense that did not account for tank warfare. And that were well, bypassed yeah. by Blitzkrieg. Well, my, um, what I meant was that— Learn something, Tommy. The Maginot Line Learn. was a World War One concept that did not work in World War Two. I thought you were gonna say, Sharon. All right. It was essentially a big ass fucking trench. Are you worried about the coronavirus? It, here's the thing, I have split decisions. My roommate, I wake up every day and I walk outside and he's on his computer and he updates yeah. me on how terrible it's gonna be. Yeah. So I am kind of in panic mode. And then I ask my friends, I'm like, this is going to be really bad. And they're like, it's just a flu. So somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. I love how like they're like, uh, you don't got to worry about it uh, unless you're old and sick. It's like, dude, how many people are old and sick? Like, if you're healthy, don't worry about it. A lot of people. It's like if you're old and sick, eh, you're fucked. We don't want to take care of you anyways. Yeah. yeah I was man. in Reno for a week, Tommy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure coronavirus comes from hotel carpets. This is my theory. Why you got it? I could have it right now. Oh, my God. You know? It could be. Fuck. Yes, but the world, the world is uh, in a panic, I would say, over this coronavirus. In a sheer panic, Tommy. In a panic that is sheer. Rightfully so. Yeah, in Italy, where they have reported many cases, uh, read the headline, Italian officials on Wednesday said all sporting events for the next month will take place in empty stadiums in an effort to halt the spread of coronavirus. Now, usually... Uh, in Italy, when uh, there are empty, empty stadiums, it's in an effort to halt the spread of overt racism and fascism. <laughs> it's nice uh, to see this change of pace for Europe. Usually, yeah. uh, they uh, there's no fans allowed because you chanted like some epically terrible shit at somebody or who didn't deserve it. Or threw some type of fruit at somebody. Or threw a certain type of fruit, you know. Hey, yeah. fruit is for eating. I Whoa. would say it's nice to see the Italians evolve from coronavirus uh, empty stadiums. From, uh, racism. from racism. From racism to coronavirus empty stadiums. I Hashtag think, not all Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is progress. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you remember that guy? Uh, it was like four or five years ago, that uh, Italian soccer player. He'd do like the Mussolini Hitler uh, Nazi salute after he scored a goal. Balotelli? Some guy. No, he, Balotelli's black. This is a yeah. white guy. Because oh. they still have fascists in, in, in Italy. Didn't mm. we decide fascism was bad? How other people were like, oh, okay, I got, uh, maybe I'm a, like a socialist, uh, maybe I, I, I like a communist, maybe I like uh, a capitalism, a, a democracy. Oh, no, no, I'll take fascism. Hey, man, tell that to Trump voters. You know the one that just like kills a bunch of people? And, and, like, really sucks. I really don't see the upside of fascism. That's what I'm saying. Why would you choose that, choose that as a system? But you know what they say about Mussolini. At least, you know, the trains were on time. Well, at least the trains were on time. Yeah, so shout out to Italy for having coronavirus and uh, not being racist for once. Trains uh, are a big issue for people. Yeah, trains are the, very The number issue one issue in the 2020 election is what? Train punctuality. Why do you think that is? Uh, I just, people, you know, they hate waiting around for trains. You know what I like waiting around to do, Tommy? What? I like waiting around to vote. Oh, yeah, sweet. I think it is very sweet. Do you want to hear audio of me voting the other day? 
Sure. This is audio of me voting the other day. <coughs> oh, you got that coronavirus, huh? You like that? Spreading it to all the other Democrats. Yeah, this was my only entertainment in line was coughing as loud as possible and, and, and talking to people about how great my trip to China was. Yeah. <laughs> And inevitably, people did move away from me in the line. Yeah. They did move away from me in the line. You know, but I think the hot yoga class in Wuhan province was worth it, personally. I'm glad people are going to stop hot finally, yoga. like, bragging about their trips. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody's talking about your fucking international trip now. Right? All right, Tommy. I can see you're a little bit down. You, you uh -huh. seem a little bit deflated. Yeah, I'm a little deflated. And I can tell you don't have your usual pep in the step, which is why I've been very easy on you. Uh-huh. I've been very nice. Here's what I'm going to do for you. What? Okay. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to vent. Oh, on the 30 Super seconds, Tuesday. man. You got 30 seconds to vent on Super Tuesday and what you didn't like. I'm not even going to say I told you so. I'm not even going to say. But <laughs> okay, okay. what I will do is I'll allow you this 30 seconds, and then we're never going to talk about it again because I can see you're upset, and I think this is going to be <sighs> okay, very therapeutic for you. Let me, you let know me what this is like? Ready. I'm like your Dr. Melfi. All right. You're mm -hmm. like my Tony Soprano, my sweet, sweet gabagool. Right. And I'm like your doctor, Hot Melfi. Remember how Hot Melfi was? She had a very milfy Melfi thing going on. Okay. So 30 seconds, Tommy. There will be a timer. God, there's so much ding. I have to say. And that's why I'm giving you 30 seconds. You have a ding, ding, ding. The last ding, you're good to go. Okay. 30 seconds for Tommy to vent about Super Tuesday. Okay, okay, okay. So the Wait, only not yet. Not yet. Okay, not yet. Not yet. All right, here we go. Three. <sighs> Two, one, go. The only reason so many of these fucking people are voting for Biden and they think Bernie is radical is because the media is brainwashing everyone into thinking that way because the media is run by these corporations with huge donors. And so they are incentivized to act like Bernie is a threat to democracy, even though he's the only thing that can save democracy because all of his platforms are the only thing that are going to stop climate change and get health care for all of the Americans. And people like Joe Biden, they're not going to get the youth and progressive vote out and they might lose to Trump because I don't think... There's any swing voters left in this country, and that's what I'm concerned about. Dude, you did it 30 seconds. Okay, round round of applause for Tommy. Do you feel better? I do. I do feel better. Tommy, is it bad that my sexual fetish is seeing you in displeasure? <laughs> I must say, this is bringing me great joy. Because mm. so often you're making me angry. Yeah. And for once, you are angry. Yeah. Well, I'm passionate. And it makes me happy. It makes I'm me very happy. I'm a passionate idealist. Perhaps I'm naive, but leftist. Well, you know, if this would help, did you know that Joe Biden is a big, a huge basketball fan? I did not know that. Did I you know, know Bernie's a big basketball fan. All right, here is Biden at a recent rally announcing everybody that he thinks is going to be in the NIT. Virginia! North Carolina! <laughs> I don't know why it's happening. It wasn't happening on the other videos. Alabama! See, this is what we call a great bit! Let it go, they get it. <laughs> Normally, I'd be very upset at this bit that I set up. But you know what? I'm not even that mad. I'm just going to let it go. Oh. Can you believe? He had another streak of Tommy fucking up a clip. We're yeah. going to get new I cables. Love I love it. Shout out Dane Young at Dane Young, NIT bracket reveal, Joe Biden. That was great, right? I blame Dane Young's clip for the uh, audio <laughs> falling out. <laughs> Well, you know, I think a few people could use coronavirus while we're on the subject of politics. I could use it. Where is God Roger knows. Stone right now? Do you know where Roger Stone is? No. Probably perp walking to some jail. Oh, yeah? Getting his butt lube. But a great clip came out this week that I don't think enough people saw. 
And this is Roger Stone getting deposed for his trial in front of Judge Amy Berman. And uh, he does not take too kindly to, <laughs> to the prosecutor in this case. Do you want to hear Roger Stone losing his shit? It's pretty funny. Yeah, All make right. sure you unmute it. Yeah, here's Roger Stone. Thank you, Tommy. Finally fucking producing. Hey, I'm, you know. There we go. Here he's finally, this guy showed up. Give him a fucking round of applause. Hey, thanks, guys, folks. <laughs> folks. Here's Roger Stone in private deposition with the, uh, the prosecutor in this case. It's pretty funny. I'm not going to discuss the criminal yes. case. If you want to keep insulting me, this will be over. I'm, I'm, insulting, I'm, I'm not judge insulting like you. a little bitch. You, you, I'm doing what? If you want to keep insulting me, I will just end this and you go running back to the judge. Did you just okay? call me a bitch? I, you're acting like one. This proves nothing. That's what you told Mueller, right? You have nothing. Continue. Not going to be badgered by this you're asshole. You're not badgered. <clears throat> oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You couldn't you're you like, could fool me. As you can see... His hands shaking, his lips uh, quivering. It's just a completely different image to the one we're used to seeing. Yes, please do. I'd like to speak to the judge myself about this. Better do it quick. Before you're disbarred. Stop. 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 Mr. Clayton. No further Stop. questions. And is concluded for now, subject to my going back and moving the court to produce all the documents that we requested. Subject to your still being admitted to. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy's a clown. Damn, that's you, brutal. You realize there's no adults in the world. You know, this guy was like in the Nixon administration, in the Trump. There's no fucking adults in the world. None. No. None. Everybody fucking sucks. Everybody said, Tommy, you're so sad. I am. Look at you, how sad you are. I just know how corrupt everything is now, and I'm like, just sad. It's like about you it. fell in love with a boy, and he took your sweet, sweet cherry, and then he just left for college, and he's not even calling you anymore. No, he's still calling me, but the college didn't accept him. So now I'm now I'm <laughs> married to the a college guy who's not never accept go. you, and you can't go to college with him. No, neither of us got accepted. Now we're sitting out here, but we got to watch the college no, be run okay. by Biff from Back to the Future. It's okay. At least, at least you don't have the coronavirus yet. I'm gonna fucking get it. I know it. <laughs> I would, I would happily look forward to that day. Yeah. Well. Call me so I can stand outside your hospital room and just laugh and laugh. When I get it, I'm going to cough on you. And laugh. I will run (laughs) very fast. But some other people who could use coronavirus are the Houston Astros, who are not only getting pelted by balls when they come up to bat, but also pelted by insults from fans, such as this fan who is uh, bending over their dugout. I fucking love this guy. Give hell to the Astros. You gonna give the trophy back? You guys keeping a trophy? You gonna give it back? Don't you keep paying? How about that? How about the rings? You gonna keep the rings or the MVP? You gonna give it back? Just keep paying. Come see it. I'll come. I'll come to do this. Yo, what a prick! That Astros player, oh, you gonna pay to come see it? You just got caught in the worst fucking cheating scandal since 1918. Since 1918, Tommy. A whole century. Do you know what was happening in 1918? Nothing good. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing good. Yo, you could have your fucking money back. Oh, okay, pass. Fuck you, dude. You cheated the game. What did they cheat, Tommy? The game. And nobody cheats Triple H. <laughs> That's right. I'm not happy about this, but we live in a post what age, Tommy? Decency. <laughs> <laughs> We live in a post-scandal age. There's no so. scandal that matters anymore. Ugh. Everything's just on the table. You're now. a white-collar criminal. Give me all the crime you want. Yeah. You see that thing on Netflix, The Pharmacist? That one company got the entire country hooked to Oxycontin. 
Nobody know, went to jail. No. They paid like five hundred million dollars in fines. Do you know I'm how much fucking about. money they made about that thing? Like for fucking two billion dollars. Of course you're gonna pay five hundred dollars in fines. This is why I'm angry. Tommy, you're getting me all worked up. I'm worked up too. I just want someone to do something about it. But what I'm most worked up about is how the hell is the NFL going to add a 17th game to the schedule? You say that you care. You Why? say that you care about concussions. The need and to then stop you add an, a fucking 17th game to it. Nobody wants a 17th game. Nobody wants a 17th game. Nobody wants a fucking 17th game. Less games in every fucking sport. Yeah. Okay. Except soccer because so, I want to so, watch that. So if you want a 17th game. Just say, we don't give a shit about the players. All right? Amen. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. See, that was a Will Smith clip that was supposed to play Tell the Truth because Tommy's equipment shut up. He fucking ruined the bit again. But you know what? I'm not even going to get mad at Tommy because you should see how fucking depressed he is. It's fucking making me so joyful. I love this. The pain on your face. This is your face. favorite episode. This is the this is fucking best. The title of this episode is... <laughs> the best episode of this podcast that Democrats we've ever done. in Tommy's fucking face. <laughs> you naive little boy. Oh, Tommy. I try to tell you, Tommy. I try to tell you, Tommy. I said, oh, you should really look at George McGovern's campaign. A lot of similarities. He couldn't get out the youth vote. That's where he was capped, Tommy. But you didn't listen, Tommy. Tommy didn't listen. Oh, Tommy didn't listen. <laughs> it's not funny. Uh... I beg to differ. I really do. <laughs> You're so upset. I don't know why 70-year-old fucking voters get to run the country every year. Because they vote. That's why. But you said the operative operative word in that is vote. Okay. But what else is there a vote for? The NFL to pass a collective bargaining agreement. And I don't like it. How can you add a 17th game? I'm very angry. You know why I'm upset? You ruin 16 games, records. You ruin all that. Yeah, it was such a stupid idea. Such a stupid idea. Tommy, are we still talking about the NFL? Yeah. It's like you're so salty. It's like like and you can't escape your saltiness. Like you go to bed at night and you live with your saltiness. I can't do comedy. I'm so unfunny because I'm just depressed. Well, Tommy, that's not because of the depression, you know. Well, tell that to the people who are <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> laughing at you, Tommy. <laughs> laughing at Laughing you. at me, fucking crushing every time. Tommy. I was crushing on Monday. On Tuesday I'm bombing, okay? They should be laughing with you, Tommy. I not think- at you. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> Either way. And let's, I'll get whatever leave. I can take. Yes, you will. God willing. It's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You're still a white kid in America, all right? Yeah. You're not going to be locked in the cage anytime soon. I'm not worried about me in the cage. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. NFL Combine. We're going to see what happens in the NFL Combine. The draft should be very fun. It should be very special. It should be a good time. Tommy and I are going to watch it together. We're going to hold hands. He's going to make me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be okay. You don't worry about Tommy. All right? <laughs> now, there are two different draft approaches, Tommy. Okay. Which one of the following two guys would you rather draft in the NFL? Okay? This is like, you know how they have the interview. They have the pre-draft interview. So, Tommy, this is a Fanatics pre-draft interview. We're going to be interviewing two players. We're going to be uh, interviewing Trey Adams, the offensive tackle of Washington. All right. 6'8". 6'8". How many pounds do you think, Tommy? I'm like 
350. 314 pounds, and the man formerly had a mullet. Look at that mullet, Tommy. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that brighten you up? Wow, that's gorgeous. That's like a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. That is a huge mullet. Take me back to the South, man. Exactly. (laughs) So we're conducting an interview with Trey Adams, okay? And Trey Adams, as as you know, Tommy and I run an NFL team, an XFL, and technically an XFL team. We do. You know, we just showed up, and they were like, hey, we're looking for a GM. And I was like, hey. We'll do it. Hey, I should run the NFL. And they're like, close Excellent. enough. So I asked Trey Adams, if you could change something about yourself, what would you change? If you could change anything about yourself, what would it be? That's me asking that question, Tommy. Can okay. you believe that? Uh-huh. Yeah. You got a deeper <laughs> voice, though. Uh, <laughs> the man wants a bigger dick. Uh, is there someone in the National Football League? The man wants a bigger dick. Oh, my God. Solid answer. Notice he did not say anything about the balls. True. Nothing nobody, about the balls. Nobody wants bigger balls. But the dick. He wanted a bigger dick. Okay. Would you take a bigger dick? I don't know. I don't want to hurt anybody, Tommy. All right. <laughs> Here is. They were giving out a free inch. Our second. Our second. Uh. Our second entrance, Tommy. Uh huh. We're in. We gotten out of. We gotten out of that. We're in the next room. Okay. Okay. Great. We're either going offensive line or going defensive line. Now we're interviewing Auburn defensive and Marlon Davidson. Okay. Okay. And I asked Marlon, "What do you think?" I asked Marlon, Tommy. Well, you probably asked him if you could change one thing about yourself. <laughs> what would it be? No, I want to know about passion, Tommy. I want to know about love of the game. Well, we all got plenty of that here at Fanatics. So what I asked him is. What do you love most about football? And this is how Marlon answered me. I love most about the game. I love most about the game is that this is true now. Okay, this is true. I love most about the game is that I can literally go out there and hit a man consistently and pound him and the police not come. That is the most enjoyable moment about ball is to go out there and just really abuse somebody. And then they won't say nothing about it in the press, anything. I ain't on no headlines and handcuffs, no mug shots, no nothing. I might just physically abusing a man. <laughs> this guy likes that he can create felonies. Yeah. He can commit felonies on the field. And nobody says anything. Damn, that's my favorite part about Grand Theft Auto. That's beautiful. You can commit felonies and just rob somebody and jack them. The same way <laughs> Biden did Bernie. Right, Tommy? Uh, well, it was more than Biden. It was the entire Democratic <laughs> establishment, but it ain't over yet, folks. All right, Tommy, who are you drafting? Are you drafting the Auburn defensive end, Marlon Davidson? Are you drafting small dick Trey Adams from the University of Washington? What are you taking with your first pick, Tommy? Who will it be? Ooh, I've got to go with Marlon Davidson on that one. Really? I'm going with Trey Adams because I like a man who knows his limitations because then he can plan on how to beat those limitations. I think they're both very honest, regardless of who gets drafted. That's what I like. But I got to ask you, Trey Adams, telling the truth, 6'8", small penis. Come on, baby. Come on. Unless it's very cold up in Washington. All right. That has been (laughs) Fanatics. Tommy, tell them where to find us. Uh, At Fanatics. Tell them where to find you, Tommy. All right. At Tommy Wakefield, you know. Okay. Ladies, gentlemen, anybody, reach out there. Give Tommy some love. Send, send, me, him send some, me a DM. Says, send him messages of support. Don't jump. <laughs> don't jump. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Urban Outfitters isn't going to close. It's going to be okay. Both and I'm Sean Joshi. All right. I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Love you, lovebirds. Be love.
this week. All right? At John Joshi. I'll see you guys later. Peace.